Faraday completes the ritual and, uh, with a sort of exasperated sigh, collapses into a padded chair. Uh, this appears to have taken a lot out of her. Uh, but Dragomir, the helm, uh, is now loose upon your head. And I like to think, like, once it comes loose, like, you're, you finally, like, it starts to rattle, you pull it off, and all of a sudden it's like, <coughs> Oh. <laughs> I hold it on. Oh, nice. Oh. I, I am okay. Let go. Let go. I'm all right. Thank you. And I'm going to look around the room. Is Lulu in the room with us? She is. I'm going to, um, like, sort of, like, stumble to, like, one knee. But I'm just going to stay there. Lulu. I'm sorry. I, I did not know what you were. And I should have respected you sooner. Hey, don't worry about it, boss. I didn't know either. We cool? We good. <laughs> uh, but we that... must find Kenku. Kenku, Kenku. Uh, uh, uh. All right, so it's going to sound crazy, but uh, four, four five hundred years ago or so, there was some Kenku, right? And they were living out in this weird place out in Avenus, out in the plains. Uh, Fort, Fort Knuckle, Knuckle Bones. Fort Knuckle Bones. They used to make uh, like big vehicles there and stuff. Yes, I've, I've, in my vision, I see two Kenku standing be beside such a vehicle. Uh, they, they probably died like a long time ago, but hey, you know what? He suit you. Uh, I'll, I'll come with. That seems fine. Uh, at this point, by the way, uh, Lulu has gained the ability to twice per day cast Cure Light Wounds. Oh, hey. Um, Xander's like besides himself. He's like, you know. What are you doing, you fool? You just threw on this, you know, God, I, I, I couldn't deal with losing you, man. I could not deal with losing you, and you just went ahead and threw on that stupid thing, and now we all saw this weird stuff, and what in the world were you thinking? And he's like, he, he's almost on the verge of, like, man tears. I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even respond to you vocally. I just grab you by the chest and pull you close and give a little kiss. And then he just, like, he starts mumbling incoherently because he's just <laughs> beside himself with just, like, what the hell just happened. Uh, Rivengard will sort of, like, creak into the room. He's sort of slowly opening the door. Is it finished? You rise. I'm all right, thanks to Furia and my friends. But I have work to do. Much of it. What did the helm tell you? We must seek out the Kenku and through them find Zeriel's blade. Through her blade, we will learn her deepest desires, and it will be her undoing. Uh, okay. and, Sever and, the and chains of Yeah, Pastora. actually, I was going to say, um, Xanzer was actually going to mumble that, like, yeah. but in a way that he doesn't understand what he saw, like, like, and sever the chains? Like, maybe finish your thought, but, mm. like, I don't quite understand it. Like, you probably have certainty, but Xanzer's yeah. like, sever the chains of El Terrell? I mean, there are literally chains. Literal chains, yeah. No, I know that, but he's still just like, he's totally, <laughs> not Zanzer's idiom at all yeah, to yeah. be in like visions with gods and devils and he does not know what to make of any of this shit. Rivengard says, uh, while you all were uh, doing your work at the graveyard, uh, we mm -hmm. had an unexpected visitor. Oh shit, minotaurs! It was not a minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> was it an otter? Was it an otter who cast portal spells? Uh, it was not an otter. Oh, fuck. It was a vampire. Oh. A vampire. Is it the weird guy? <laughs> um, he says, apparently, the former high rider Vlad Ikaya is still alive. And willing to barter. Was that the creepy dog? Okay. Oh, 
something we don't need. Oh, that guy. There was that guy, yeah, but that, that is not him. Uh, Vladi Kaya was the original High Rider of El Turel. Uh, he was the reason that they acquired the companion to repel the undead. Uh, uh, but he, when they summoned the companion to wipe out the undead, he hid in the sewers for several hundred years, or fifty years. Um, and as we expected, that might happen. Yep. And he has emerged, and uh, Ravengard says he was willing to barter. For what? Well, they have a large cache of supplies and uh, are not interested in remaining here in hell. Um, they wish to see you off properly, uh, and they wish to trade in goods uh, west and east. Uh, they have apparently repelled the motley assortment of devils that occupied the southern bridge. Nice. Trading with vampires is distasteful, but I have bigger orders to fulfill. If this is what needs to be done, we will do it. He says that I don't believe that it requires your services, which is why I don't believe that I'm going to need what I am about to give you. And he says, Faria. <laughs> Faria, uh, with me. And he leads you out into the courtyard area of the keep, where uh, a large, very large uh, sort of tarp of animal furs uh, stitched together, it looks like tanned furs, a um, couple layers deep even, uh, lays with uh, long ropes attached in various places, and a basket large enough <laughs> to hold about eight people uh, is tied off to it. Uh, and there appears to be some sort of a brazier that's on the inside. I fucking love it. It's pronounced brazier. Eight weeks in a balloon. We're gonna. We're, gonna, we're, gonna... <laughs> we're going around the hell in 80 days. <laughs> he says uh, the nature of this place is that the heat pumped into this balloon won't keep you fully aloft, but it will allow for a controlled descent. Mm. Well, we do need to descend into Avernus. How are we going to get back into El Torel, though, if it doesn't go up? We don't. We don't get back. One step at a time. Go to Hell or Die trying? Sounds like it. Yeah. I, I mean, even if I, like, burning hands up into it like a fucking <laughs> machine myself. The, the ambient heat of the place is such that you would really need to, like, you at that point you'd burn the furs to get it hot enough to rise. Okay. Fair point. He says they can barely inflate it in the courtyard, but they can at least get it to the edge and keep it aloft. If my destiny is to remain in hell so that El Torel may return, then that is my destiny. And I will see it done. Well, fuck. I'm not going home. <laughs> no home to go back to. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's already home. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, my girlfriend and all the other people that have been entranced by the the dead companion. Um, I thought we had to kill the companion to bring them back. Or does bringing this whole city back from Avernus enough? Faria says, I don't know. Potentially, the companion stays here. He take the city out. Yeah, or maybe the sword also takes out the companion. And if the it's way, powerful enough to break the chains, maybe well, it also takes the companion. The way we discovered to take away the companion was to find the other half of the contract. Right, and wish it is, away or yeah, put it in the river stick. Which isn't on El Terrell anyway, so either way we're going to... Do we know where that... Do we have any idea where that contract is? No. It's usually kept with the one who makes the bargain. And that was Zeriel. Zeriel. <laughs> yeah. So, theoretically, once we have the sword, we could... 
Can you, you can maybe the sword? The sword may bring Zeriel back from being evil and bring her back to being a solar because there's something about there seems to be something with that too. Or we could use it to kill her. Use the killer. We can't. Yeah, that's why you buy swords. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They don't make them for other purposes. Yeah. They're, they're not like butter knives. Yeah, they're not even good for breaking chains, really. That's no, yeah, right. it's, it's yeah. awkward that we're even using it for that purpose, yeah. but... But it's okay, we'll accept it. Yeah. Uh, you named the Purple Devil guy in the reading, and I missed what his name was. I don't know if it was even I actually that. didn't ever name him. No, oh. but the bearded guy you named. Uh, I named Maybe a couple people uh, in the, the scene where you were sort of standing there next to the guys on horseback while they were exchanging pleasantries and shaking hands. Uh, and I do have those names for you, uh, and they are important. Jack Mehoff. <laughs> Mike Hunt. <laughs> and a lot of vagina. <laughs> Amanda Hogan kiss. Hugh Jazz. Okay, so the names that you got were uh, Haramond, the Lord Knight of the Far Hills. Okay. And Lord Olanthius. As well as, obviously, Zeriel and uh, Lady Yale of Idle Glen. So, at one point, I think we thought Yale was Zeriel, but that's obviously not true. So we, we, we I'm beginning to think that Yale is the consciousness in the shield. Yeah, oh, that's what Kate was thinking. Yeah, interesting. Okay. And then Lulu is a mammoth. And yes, Lulu we got that one. But it's interesting that the, uh, the shield refers to itself as the hidden lord when Yale was... Described as the lady. Does it describe itself as the hidden lord or the shield of the hidden lord? As in, it is the hidden lord itself, or is it the property of a hidden lord? Question mark. Uh, also, Yale was zipped back through that portal with the. Uh, with the. Minado. Yeah, you know. That didn't sound good. Right, so we are ballooning over hell. If it's if it's what I think this uh, item is, it's a belt of giant strength or gauntlets of overpower. That sounds correct to me. Do um do they have any of those laying around? I can feel they don't. Of course. Fucking is this bitches. a wine and cheese tour on hell? Like, is this one of those nice balloon rides where we like? No, this is like the one of the haunted tours where we are on a double decker bus and they have a story about all the devil. Ones. It's actually like one of those cruise ships where everybody gets sick and you wind up shitting your brains out because you have dysentery and the toilets are full, so you have to hang your butts off the side of the cruise. You have died of dysentery. Yeah, it's great. It's Don't just Terry. Super good. Yeah. Terry Anyways, can I hit the devil with a hammer? The bust your nuts. Can you? <laughs> I'll, I'll bust a nut. <laughs> on Terry Cruz? <laughs> so, if I we are, <laughs> so, if we are truly leaving uh, El Torel to go to hell, I am going to go to the El cellar Torel. and uh, say goodbye to my girlfriend. Salise. We're going to have a big long chat and a big long sob and feed her mashed peas or whatever they're eating. And... You're going to go to Seacal? What? Like, Center for Extended Care Amherst, but it's Center for Extended Care El Torel. Nice. Yeah, so there'll be a big touching scene where I say goodbye to her and say, oh, you know, I hope to come back and free you from whatever the hell has happened to you. And, uh, and try to explain. And She unfortunately is just uh, sitting still in the chair. They have uh, affixed a band of tanned skin that uh, keeps her forehead pushed back towards the back of the chair so she doesn't look forward oh my when they're God. trying to feed her. Yeah. Very sad. Uh, and then you ride a hot air balloon into hell. So let's do that. Um, on a totally different mood. Um, it's like the Chipmunks movie. <laughs> Especially with saying goodbye to your vegetable girlfriend. I remember when Alvin did that. It was very tear-jerking. Um, Raven Guard uh, bids that you follow, and he gets his honor guard together. Mm-hmm. What's left of it. Uh, and they set out for El Torel's docks. Because the safest place to dismount from the city is going to be from the dock. 
so that the top of the balloon doesn't catch the ground as you descend. I love docking. That would be <laughs> fucking tragic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last... Was there anything interesting in the va- that the vampires had to barter that we could have snagged? And supplies. Stolen? They're not in danger of starving supplies. anymore. Yeah. Food and water, basically, to uh, keep people alive. Yeah. I guess they wouldn't have had any holy weapons or anything in their list. Yeah, no. The vampires are more than willing to trade in food and water because they don't consume it. Nice. So they seize We just the... have to give them children with fat necks. <laughs> uh, no, in fact, uh, this is an important detail. Um, Vladikaya spent 50 years uh, submerged underneath the city, unable to do anything to atone for his sins. Uh, he swore an oath to defend El Torel until the day that he was truly dead. He doesn't consider himself truly dead. Mm. Uh, so when he emerged, his first thought was, we need to seize the supplies, because if we don't have anything to trade, then we'll be put to the sword by whoever still remains in the city. Mm. So he took the supplies, truly did ration them out to people who needed it. Uh, who were willing to barter with him because he needed to have a power play in his pocket to not just get burnt down in the streets. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, that um, once he had seized power on the east side of the, the city, there was no reason for him to hide from Ravenguard anymore. So mm-hmm. he and his entourage made his way across the bridge, um, routed the devils who were squatting there, and uh, offered to trade goods with Ravenguard, basically in exchange for them to be able to continue existing. So he basically Corley owned it. Yes. Made an offer he couldn't refuse. You make friends with everyone, mm-hmm. and then everyone owes you a favor. And then you find some really creepy guy to just sit in a fucking house and wait for adventures to come by. Yeah, yeah and that guy saved you. your life from acid ring. And then your yeah. shittiest son fucks it all up. Yeah. 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 Well, first off, Sonny Corleone was the coolest one. Yeah, but Frito or whatever. Was oh, Frito was the he was Fredo the cousin. Was cousin. He was the um. He was like that, a brother that, to Michael. Con, yeah, what's his name? James Conn played that guy. Uh, Tom Hagen. Who? No, 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 not, not at all. Okay. All right, so <laughs> onwards. <laughs> Back on track or on balloon. Uh, Balloons don't go on tracks. They do now, baby. <laughs> well, like shit, you taught me. Get out of my balloon track, you <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> Lick that. Where's my tank? Put your lips on that <laughs> balloon <laughs> and smoke it. <laughs> all right, so Dragomir knows his way around a hot balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's rein it in, myself included. Uh, Raven Guard and his entourage bring you and the balloon to the edge of the docks where uh, they attempt to fill it with hot air. Uh, they are able to get the balloon inflated, although it doesn't seem to elevate off of the docks, and he mm-hmm. says this is about as good as it's going to get. So it's basically like one step above a parachute. Yes. Okay. I actually do have two pure potions on my person. I just noticed it on the sheet. We must actually, have yeah, do they have any of those we can snack? They don't. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Those are the sorts of things they need to stay alive. So really they offer us nothing. Yeah, but we're the fucking heroes. Seriously. You know what? The disrespect of It's fine. We'll go downstairs. We'll fucking kick some devil's teeth in and take their... I know what's going to happen. They're going to cut the rope of this balloon. We're going to start to go down and they're all going to be going... <laughs> They're gonna wing potions down at you. <laughs> yeah, un- unbeknownst to them, flammable objects. Un- un- unbeknownst to us, the only reason they're sending us down there is because it's literally the weight of Dragomir that is yeah. keeping the city from rising. Dragomir and <laughs> and take your fucking horse with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the famous Mister Dead, and uh, with that, uh, our heroes pile into the balloon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Blue so, blue. is this Raven chick coming with us or no? Uh, Rhea Mantelmorn uh, has found her purpose. Her purpose is to defend her people from Great. devils. Good. You may have her card. Bye, bitch. She's their problem now. <laughs> uh, however, Lulu is absolutely coming with you. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But uh, is she going as an imp or as a flying mammoth? Uh, she's going as an imp. Okay. Uh, Should I need more cigars? She says, well, yeah. When they said you could have anything mundane you wanted, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Check this out. She's got a leather bandolier that's about six foot long, and it's just nice. stuffed with cigars and cigarettes. If you're not so, doing anything constructive, go in the other room and get my stogie. <laughs> so it'll last her about half a day. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Um, but it's a bandolier of holding. Uh, she rolls it all up and tucks it somewhere you're not sure and you don't want to know. Vagina. Cool. It's in her vagina. Uh, her meat pocket. Yes. Her Urban other star. name is Monica. <laughs> uh, you all get onto the balloon. Yes. And uh, sick of your stupid jokes, Rivengar <laughs> helps his he kicks entourage uh, to shove the basket of the balloon over the edge of the docks, which is harrowing because the weight in the balloon is actually too much for the dock to support. And as you get towards the end of the dock, the dock creaks and crumbles away and just cracks. And the, the balloon and its uh, basket descend uh, beneath the city and Ravenguard and his allies are barely able to backpedal off of a collapsing dock before pieces of wood just are falling past you as you descend. We watch in terror as one almost tears through the balloon. Yeah, one actually hits the balloon, but because it's so much layered tanned fur, it just sort of bounces off. Thankfully. But uh, it does have a, a somewhat controlled descent. Controlled in the sense that it's uh, going very slow. But it's also kind of moving around, uh, moving around at its own direction, wherever it kind of feels like going. You don't feel wind in Avarice, but things just move. And that's what seems to be taking the balloon. The balloon seems to be just moving with however Avarice feels like it should go. And as you look out over the expanse beneath the city of El Terrell, you see the river sticks beneath you. Um, sort of runs to the north and south sides of El Terrell up above and then curves off in the distance. God, I hope we don't land there. <laughs> as it slowly descends, you see mountains and peaks and valleys and a, a vast crevasse filled with some sort of bubbling green ooze far off in the distance. And as you look to the left, Lulu says, Hey, hey, uh, look over there. You, eagle eyes, take a look. And she points, and you can see that there is a structure that is rising up out of the desert. Uh, and it looks like a stone hand sticking straight up. Um, it's a stone hand to the tips of the fingers, basically. It's the, the palm is not there, it's just this. Oh, okay. Sticking up uh, almost like a cage of stone pillars. Okay. And she says, I, I think that's the fort. Where the Kenku are? Uh, where the Kenku were. Okay. You know how long a Kenku lives? I bet it's not that long. Mm. Well, yeah, but they breed. Well, ain't that the truth. Those cloacas keep flapping all night long. Uh, Try and get a little rest around here. Birds <laughs> fucking. Snapper. So it's called Fort Knucklebones, and I guess it's aptly named. Mm. I did not realize what they were saying. He called, called you Eagle Eyes. All I could think of was like from Lord of the Rings. Zanzer, what do your dude eyes see? <laughs> all I could think of was Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the balloon continues to descend, and you realize as you're descending that your point of reference is not great. There's not a lot that intervenes in terms of how far you can see. So as you're descending, you're like, oh, that's that's a lot further away than we thought it was. Oh, boy. And then you sort of lose track of the landmarks as you get lower and lower and lower, and you realize navigating this place is going to be a fucking nightmare. But the balloon continues to descend at a reasonable clip. And uh, when it finally does touch down on Avernian soil, uh, the balloon comes collapsing down on top of you and the fire is extinguished when it can't receive any more oxygen. 
and you are forced to sort of push the remnants of the balloon off to get out from the basket and re-emerge into the world you find yourselves in. <laughs> a less than heroic uh, entrance into Avernus as we all like try to fuck this balloon off of us. <laughs> it's like getting out of a deflated bounce house. <laughs> or a huge prolapsed anus. So Lulu, uh, in the background, is rifling through your ship and she finds the map that Savicast <coughs> gave you. A long time ago, when you were still in Baldur's Gate. Return the map. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Fuck ah, you, Mickey Mouse. I'm looking over it, and I don't see any knuckles or bones or floating cities or any of that shit. I have no idea where the hell we are. Oh, fuck. Kind of looks like a pizza. You kind of look like a pizza. Yo, I want some pizza now. He's a pizza work. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Well, when pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Say it in Russian. When pizza's on bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. That's the Eye of Sauron, I know that. When borscht is on bagel. <laughs> uh, so is that Borthank half buried in the middle? Yup, that's what that is. Brains. Brains. Where's uh, Gold Do Good? Oh, do do good. Nope, that's, that's, a, that's a rib Gold Do Do? Gold Do Good. Fuck. Never mind. Gold Fuck. fuck? Golden <laughs> Fuck. And this fuck it's is like, just what, right. What porno are you trying to name? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the city that they get uh, when they're on the stairs, but I what can't. What language is this map in? Uh, these runes are uh, not something you recognize. It must be the cartographer's shorthand. Okay. That's the Oblivion Gate from I do speak uh, Elder Infernal. Uh, these do not appear to be in Infernal. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Those are clearly telephone poles. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is your green ooze chasm. Yeah. Okay, okay. It looks like they got a little fortress built there. Probably a toll gate that we will turn on top of capitalism. This is a big fucking devil. This yeah. is uh, <laughs> That's a problem. A giant skull. So clearly we're in post-apocalyptic Breath of the Wild. Oh. Yeah. yeah. See, I thought that was We've the big dragon like thing that, that uh, Thor cut the head off of when he went uh, to the gate. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually just Ohio. Oh. Um, where have we landed? Ohio. <laughs> on the map, where we landed. Uh, Lulu says she doesn't know. Oh, great. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Question mark, question mark, question mark. You know that you landed on this side of the river sticks. Okay. Okay. And this is the, the red is the river sticks. Yes. Okay. Um, did we see if the the Fort Knucklebones oh, was, was like on weird. one or the other side? Uh, you know that Fort Knucklebones is what you would consider to be southward, which Lulu will tell you uh, is disward because it's towards the city of Dis. Okay. Where is this? Look at the size of the fucking sword it's in the ground. Something there. that looks somewhat like. Yeah, I was gonna say these kind. But this of looks look... like a buried skeleton yeah, too. Like it's one way or the other. It's either one or the other. Knuckle bones is I can tell you quantifiably is not depicted on the map. Well. Yeah. Oh, well, that's we're just fucking useless. So disward is equal to southward, meaning that it's probably down. From... So if yeah. you follow the river sticks, you'll eventually arrive in Dis, which is the second layer of hell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, don't sit down too fast because there's a cat next to your butt. I felt her on my leg. And uh, if you were to go north, that would be called Contra Dis. It's further away from Dis. That makes sense. Uh, if you were to go this way, right. I can't do east and west upside down. Um, that would be Abyssward. Okay. As you cross the river sticks and keep going, you'd wind up in the abyss. Okay. Uh, and if you go Contra Abyss, that's towards Brian. Okay. So it is on this side of the river sticks. So we, we should. We, what we need to do is find the river sticks and just <clears throat> follow it disward. And Lulu says, "Well, I, I know Knucklebones was that way, so we could also just walk in a straight line if you're so inclined." Well, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try it. Let's try to attempt to find a straight line. I like to think that, That's although I'm not going to roleplay it every time, like, all of a sudden, like, Dragomir is treating Lulu like this absurd amount of reverence. 
<laughs> like she's still talking like Lulu and Dragomir is like, yes, my queen. <laughs> it's a little overbearing, sweetheart. <laughs> this is my seat. No, nebulous. Get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> Pork chop sandwiches! <laughs> Lulu says. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so you're gonna go straight rather than trying to scale the river? Yeah. I guess. Although I would like to see the river sticks. I'd like to see you too. And lose all my memories. It's not that memorable. This is why it's a straight line. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. All right. I mean, at least we're in hell, so a straight line is probably very straight. Yeah, it's yeah. Actually, I'm surprised they don't have a very neat and organized infrastructure with a highway system with clearly marked roads and everything. It's a grid system, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you, there are three jobs in these sorts of things where you can split it up to see who's doing what chores if you want to do all of them at all. Uh, actually, before we do anything else, I would like to cast Fine Steed and get Sylphurion down here. Boom! You have a big, giant, magic metal horse. If we're going to be traveling, I'd like to do it on the back of a big, giant metal horse. He, uh, he materializes almost like he was standing there just invisibly. Yeah. But when he, he strikes the surface of Avernus, there's this like wash of red dust. And there's a small crater where he descends. Yeah! He's so much cooler than my actual character. Yeah. You should roll a horse. Next time I'm gonna. That's the horse version of uh, um, Killian's character from Storm King's Thunder and just like... Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Killian's version of Doc. Just like, Doc is a horse now. <laughs> it's like, Zeph like very softly and sadly like, Oh, for my children. Like, no, it's okay. You're doing, you're doing fine. It's okay. I don't think do you're kind of a shitty bird. You, you have different skills. It's all right. You're like, no, I'm not checking out. It's big metal dick. G. Willikers. And that's where we learned she had a horse kink. Willikers. All right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the way that these things tend to work is uh, one person is your navigator, mm-hmm. one person is your forager. And one person is your quartermaster. What's the quartermaster? Right? Quartermaster controls how much rations people are eating, so people don't overeat. Mm. It's a simple job, but it's a necessary one. Well, I'm a simple man, so I think that's probably for me. All right. I have. Uh, or I could pilot the are horse. There, are there skills that are better for one thing than another thing? Uh, no, it is actually uh, survival checks all the way around. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a plus five to survival, so. So why? Mm. What do you have? What do I have? <laughs> Uh, minus one. What's the horse have? I guess it's me. Uh, the horse has a <laughs> plus zero. eight. No, zero. Which is still better than mine. <laughs> yes. The horse would do a better job being quartermaster than me. Yeah, because it just kicks everyone. Yeah, if you're trying to drink yeah. too much water, it kicks you in the face. <laughs> yeah, you just ask it for food and it says nay. Yeah. That's so we had, we had quartermaster, navigator, forager. Forager. Yeah. What, do you, what exactly can you forge for and how? Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be a very high DC. Yeah, I bet. Water doesn't seem to be uh, something that exists. Potable water is extraordinarily different. I I have marked down that I have nine rations. I wonder if that is still accurate. <laughs> I don't know you said that. Nine yeah, rations. That's what I had to say. <laughs> uh, actually, do you some. Theo's... I don't. Uh, He's in the box. I'm not going to dig him up right now. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say, I'm going to hand him over to They gave you... Uh, you guys uh, leave the city with a total of ten rations, so just keep track of that. Go a total or each? Ten each. Ten each. Okay. But each of you consumes a ration when it is time to feed. Okay. Is that an addition to the rations we no. hit? Just okay, cool, cool, cool. Just Those people sure. up up there still need their food because they can still starve. They don't have any arable farmland or anything like that. They'll have ten there. rations. No. They're eating dried meat for the next like two months while they hope that you guys can fix this problem. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Maybe you shouldn't have lived in El Toronto. Maybe you should have bought <laughs> property elsewhere. All right. So who's the navigator? I'll navigate. All right. Um, who's going to be the forager? I'll forage. And who's going to be the quartermaster? 
I'll do it. Alright, everybody roll your survival checks at the same time. And I'll keep the horse company. <laughs> and I'll form the head. 19. Okay. 29. Um, first off, uh, because the quartermaster failed, each of you can mark off two rations. We pigged out. Fucking quartermaster. We were hungry after that harrowing balloon ride. Yeah, I know. We're eating fucking cake and... I didn't want to do this. You've made me break my diet! <laughs> uh, because your forager failed the DC. What? You will not receive any new rations this day. It was a high DC, he said. Wow, what? that's a, that's a fucking massively high DC. Try finding roll? potable water on this map. Uh, I rolled a 19. 19. Fuck me! Yeah. She did. You have no rations. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't need them all. You, you do have a rash. <laughs> uh, Zanzer, what was your total again? Uh, 20. Non-natural 20. Alright, uh, you don't lose the path, which is the good news. Yay. Such as there is a path, it's basically an endless expanse of stuff that looks exactly the same, so it's incredibly difficult to uh, actually maintain a straight course. Send me on my way. <laughs> but Zanzer's got the moves. Um, since I don't have a job, can I help somebody and get a grand advantage on their roll? Or? Uh, because you are not proficient in survival, the answer is no. Okay, fair enough. Uh, however, I would like everybody to roll a d20 for me. Eight. Fitting. Fourteen. I critted. Which is probably bad. Manzaroni. It's probably bad. Use the one crate that you had. Yes, exactly. All right, San Francisco treat Zanzer. Please roll a d6 for me. Six. And roll two d4. I need them separately. Separately? Four and a four. Three and a four. You're good at this. <coughs> you fucking you killed Kaylee. You're so good. You murdered my wife. <laughs> Not even her character. Literal player death. All right. <clears throat> now I'm gonna roll a die and see how this is gonna go. I oh, hate what's cool. happening right now. Oh, you're gonna hate it way more. Okay. We'll see. Um, you are walking through the desert, and you are coated in a fine red dust that is kicked up under your boots, and it stains everything. Uh, you gave up on trying to keep it out of your eyes and hair after the first, like, ten minutes on this rough and it's coarse. <laughs> it's it's actually weird. like being coated in flour, so it's more uncomfortable for that reason. Oh, it's battered, dipped, and fried. <laughs> Gets gummed up under your pit. Oh, I knew I should have slathered myself in 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> and MSG. <laughs> Chicken grease salt. Um, however, you, because of this, have some sort of natural camouflage. You're basically all covered in red dust as you uh, patrol the wastes. And you see in the distance a plume of black smoke sort of rise up from behind you. And uh, it's sort of behind and off to the side, off to the right, as you're making your way southward or disward, as is appropriate. And you can hear what sounds like... It's the dirt bikers from Josh's house. It's dirt bike Jimmy. <laughs> oh no! No, we're we are literally on fucking the Fury Road right now. It's it's the fucking uh, the bullet farmers coming to take it out of our ass. Uh, is there anything that you guys want to do when this becomes apparent? Yeah, hide. We're naturally camouflaged, you said, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so basically, there's nothing to hide behind out here. Uh, but you can sort of press yourself low. Uh, there is a nearby crater. It looks like a meteor struck down here. Crater's not very deep, but if you wanted to hide in the crater, that might also be something you could do. Yeah, I think Let's so. Hide. Let's hide in the crater. Idea. Basically do uh, what they did in Lord of the Rings and like pull the cape over you and try to look like a rock. Uh, yeah. Lulu, turn invisible. Uh, Lulu does so. Um, 
And when you sort of hide in the crater and you look around a little bit, you can see that a vehicle uh, is actually coming towards you from this distance and the plume of black smoke is sort of pouring in behind it as it approaches. It's hard to get details of it from this distance, but it is reflecting the red light in a way that leads you to believe that it's made of metal. <coughs> in the opposite direction, uh, closer than you thought would be possible, similarly camouflaged, you see a small grouping of devils. Uh, there is one devil who is wearing um, what we would think of as like a Roman legionnaire's outfit. Uh, like with the, the, I forget what they're called, but all the phalanges at the bottom that go around mm-hmm. and like the leather skirt with the, the steel buttons on it. Yep. Uh, and he is leading uh, another retinue of devils. And it looks like some ragged, war-torn band. Um, if you didn't know any better, you'd assume they're straight off the front lines of the Blood War. Um, but the guy who is leading it, this guy who's dressed up like a Roman legionnaire, he is uh, looking like he is firmly in charge of this group, and they uh, have not taken any notice of you. It's... We should keep it that way. How fast are they moving? Uh, they're moving at a quick march. And the vehicle is part of their retinue? No, the vehicle is coming from the opposite direction. Okay. This... So it's like there's going to be a head-on? They're, they're going to meet at some point, you would see. We should take vehicle. We should hijack I would like everybody to make a stealth roll for me. Put cap in ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, hey. Uh, in a surprising turn of events, do your math. Sixteen. Should I roll for the horse? No. Thirteen. Okay. <laughs> no, you've already failed. Twenty-three. The horse crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the horse did not. The horse plane shifts. Fuck you guys. Right. <laughs> Call me back later. <laughs> As this New horse. Who this? <laughs> As the conveyance nears, uh, you see that it actually is uh, a large vehicle, probably twice as high as a normal wagon, uh, perhaps twice as wide as well. Uh, But it actually is shaped in such a way that there are four wheels on the four corners of the vehicle and these large arcing pieces of metal that go over the wheels. Uh, And it is uh, intensely, brilliantly gold. Mm. It's a sick ride. It is extremely gaudy, and there are two large pipes hanging off the back with holes in, and it's pouring black oil smoke everywhere. Uh, and now you can smell it, and it smells like burnt oil, not that you would have any idea what the hell that smells like, but uh, you find out very quickly uh, as it starts to saturate the area that you are currently in. And particulate from the smoke sort of wafts in this direction and descends into the crater, and you find the taste of it reaches your tongue and your sinuses. I cover my mouth. You get a better look at these uh, Roman Legionnaire-looking guys, and it looks like uh, an entourage of about eight devils. Um, one of them looks like he is prepared to dunk on some motherfuckers, mm-hmm. and the rest of them look like they are uh, just simply taking orders from this man. And as the vehicle gets closer, you see that uh, at the helm of it is a woman wearing a white gown, which is inexplicably not covered in red dust. Hmm. Uh, and she is wearing uh, a big pair of like big brass goggles, uh, with green lenses, and she looks kind of miserable. And uh, around her, she's in hell. So yes, uh, around her, on top of this big golden hell Buick, uh, <laughs> you see that there are two like engine operators that are like turning cranks, and you recognize them as ghouls. And crawling all over the exterior of the vehicle are severed hands that seem to adhere like spiders that crawl all over the outside. I think I saw this on an episode right. of The Adams Family. Well, my headcanon is it's the it's the lady with the glasses from the old Navy ads, and she's the one who's in charge of this thing. I'm gonna actually have a picture of her. Um, I actually think I have a picture of both of them, but the uh, Roman Legionnaire guy is not an interesting picture. He just looks like a Roman Legionnaire. He's a devil. 
Um, which I guess is cool, but... We're like, not entertained. <laughs> no, I'm in hell. Yeah. I mean, I'm not bored, but this still sucks. <laughs> you were singing the song from the old Navy ad, weren't you? It's oh, been sorry. stuck in my fucking head for... Because it plays every ad break on Hulu, right? How did you know? Hulu's I watch Hulu. Alright, so... Uh, I just binged all three seasons. This woman in the white gown here is the uh, driver of this golden Cadillac. Oh, she pants. And the devil beside her is the leader of these Roman legions. I don't know why you said that wasn't a cool picture. That was a cool as fuck Wait, picture. That, yeah, the devil dude is hot as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, he's alright. He lives. Yeah, he definitely does. She's got a very Bridgerton vibe. Well, I, just, I just like his like chain cape. It's like a really bold fashion choice. His cape. Mm. His cape. It does cape. <laughs> All on your hips. Yeah. Um, the vehicle nears and uh, the legionnaire devil sort of raises his hand up and the rest fall in line in a formation. They pull the shields and the long spears and they form a phalanx. And he stands in front of the phalanx like a goofus and uh, approaches the vehicle as it slows down to meet this entourage. Uh, and the woman who is atop its bridge takes the goggles off and sort of tosses them aside haphazardly, very dismissively. Um, she raises and folds up one of those uh, lace, like Parasol. sun umbrella parasols, Parasol. uh, and then like raises part of the hem of her dress up so she can step delicately down the side of her gigantic hill Cadillac. Uh, and they meet in the desert, and a conversation is had uh, in Infernal. Who speaks Infernal? Not me. Just you? All right. Um, I'm not going to say line for line what they tell each other. Okay. Um, but what happens is they are first greeting each other. Uh, you get the feeling that the woman is named Feonor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the male devil guy is Princeps Kovic. Princeps Kovic? Princeps is his rank. Okay. The Roman Legion. He's the Prince what, of Biceps. What's her name? Uh, Feonor. Feonor. Like Eleanor, but with C. Yep. Okay. Uh, and they are, uh, first off, uh, you get the feeling tensions between these two have been high for a long time. Okay. Uh, but they have specifically chosen to meet in a part of Avernus that is basically separated from everything that is civilization. Okay. Uh, and they are meeting in a clandestine way because they are discussing what to do about uh, Raga Draga. Raga Draga! Waka Waka! Mm. Uh, do I know who Raga Draga is? You have no fucking clue. No dice roll needed. Oh, no, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> the dice is like, no, you don't know. <laughs> Can't catch me. You <laughs> um, have no idea who Raga Draga is, but okay. uh, you hear that he, he's referred to as someone who has tusks. They make a, an off-color joke about his tusks. That's rude. Um, or rather, Princeps Kovic makes an off-color joke about tusks, and Fionor just, yes, quite. Um, she's very, like, she's not emotionless, but she is just, like, where joy goes to die. She is just a miserable experience to be around. Uh, and Princeps Kovic is obviously, like, holding back a very strong feeling of anger for this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but they appear to be bargaining in uh, how they're going to approach the situation with Raga Draga. And uh, it sounds like they're basically planning to commit, like, a mafia murder. Uh, the two of them are going to be in cahoots to murder Raga Draga. Hmm. Okay. Um, they discuss some specifics, talking about uh, Mad Maggie's estate. Uh, and, you know, whether or not it's going to get against her good graces if they just murder him there. Okay. Um, 
not that it's going to get real weird that we have, that we have a Mad Maggie who's canonical in this adventure and that's also the bad guy in Josh's game. I know, I know. I was gonna say that. <laughs> well, I'm also laughing about the Mad Max quasi-reference. Yes, yes. Um, but they discuss that and they're talking about like how can we draw him out into the open and kill him where nobody knows and that sort of thing. And uh, They scheme together for about three minutes. Uh, and eventually they have decided that they sort of vaguely know what's going on. Um, they exchange some sort of uh, coinage uh, it looks like black coins with like a... You know how like Asian coins have a hole cut in the middle? Yeah. It's like that, except instead of a hole, it's a glowing red light in the center of the coin. Ooh. And uh, they exchange some coinage. Uh, Are those the soul coins we heard them speaking of? Probably. Yeah. They, uh, they discuss the terms of their agreement. Uh, he goes for a shake of the hand and she declines. Uh, and he's sort of huffy, puffs his chest up. Uh, and then they go their separate ways, and the princeps and his uh, minions uh, go towards the river Styx, and she gets back on her gold Cadillac, affixes her goggles, folds up her umbrella, and uh, starts lashing the ghasts with uh, with the ghouls and ghasts with her whip. And uh, they start to turn cranks, and the Cadillac fires up. And she starts to steer away with her army of severed hands crawling all over the vehicle. They seem nice. She's got her a Chrysler. It's as big as a whale. And about <laughs> to set sail. <laughs> Should we follow her? Is she heading in the right direction? No. No. I, I don't think so. The, the only reason I say so is because in the vision with the Kenku, there was a vehicle, and she also has a vehicle. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that part, and I kind of see where you're going with it, but I think going to Fort Knuckle Bones is a play. Yeah. Focus, focus on the task at hand, I think. Lulu said that uh, Fort Knuckle Bones used to manufacture yeah. those. Oh, we could yeah, get good, our own car. Catch. Right, We yeah. could get our own car and also, like, let's get the Holophant back to Holophant Zone Yeah. and then take on all these... Holophantario? Yeah. We get it one step at a time and it didn't cost us a dime. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah, holla holla, these guys depart out. Alright. Uh, well, that's good. We didn't have to lose any resources fighting anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, let's press on. Onward to Fort Knuckleboner. Fort 5 Knuckle Shuffle Boner. Um, you see it on the horizon long before you get there, because, again, there's nothing intervening with your vision. Uh, the dust settles when you're not kicking it up, and uh, you see it off in the distance, uh, a rocky outcropping that sticks up like a hand digging its way out of the wasteland floor. Um, it takes over an hour to get there when you first see it to when you actually get to the gates of Fort Knuckleboner. And you do see it is a fort properly. There are walls erected between these stone spires that you couldn't see from a distance. And there are gatehouses and uh, you do see that there is uh, a large sort of like service entrance on one side basically between the thumb and index finger of this grasping hand uh, where large vehicles could come and go uh, but there also appears to be a main entrance where ordinary travelers, or as ordinary as you get in Avernus, uh, would come and go, and that would be between the thumb and the pinky finger. Does it seem like there's anyone there? Uh, you're pretty far away at this point. I sort of bring it up now because I don't know from what direction you want to approach, and if you're going to want to approach in a stealthy way or not. I, I feel like that's the move. Well, we're not exactly... I mean, we are covered in filth, but we're still not the stealthiest group in the world. And, yeah. and, you know, and I can sneak ahead, but 
you guys thought to come across this open prairie right. with a giant metal horse and a, 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 a And also what's worse if we, we come up to the gates as travelers who are in Havernus and hey, we've got a tiefling with us. Uh, or if we stealth <laughs> in and get caught trying to break into a fort. So we roll up. Roll up, say what up. Yeah. And if it's, not, we just retreat and then stealth in. Like, stop, yeah. drop, shut down, open up shop. Catch how real smooth. <laughs> Your horse booty claps. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's thick as fuck. All right, uh, do you want to go towards the service entrance or towards the main entrance? The big main entrance. The big main entrance, the main entrance, entrance yeah. yeah. All right. That seems less sneaky. Um, when you get closer to the gate, you do see that, in fact, the walls are occupied. They are occupied by uh, a type of creature you've seen before. Uh, they are short. They have pointed conical hats. They have red skin. Nose. And big iron boots. And they're, uh, they're sort of gesturing around wildly with these sharp, it looks like, uh, kitchen knives. And they all down. Hey! Red hey, desk. you guys! You guys down there! Yeah. Hailing one minute. Duh. What's up? <laughs> Give us the password! No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want you to make an intimidate check. Alright. <laughs> Can I help? Uh, yes, yes, you may. <laughs> uh, you have advantage because you're being helped. Uh, 23. Uh, one of the red caps, he's up there, the one who yelled at you is like, <gasps> and then the one next to him just starts laughing, he's like, grabs his belly, he falls down, he's kicking his little feet up over the battlements on the wall. <laughs> you got told by the big dumb guy outside. <laughs> this is great. Oh, this is amazing. Alright, so anyway, yeah, you can come in, but we're gonna make you do some stupid shit first. That I've seems... played D&D before, so. <laughs> <laughs> That seems to be what we do. Alright, everybody on one foot. Stand on one I foot. dismount the horse. Yeah. The, the horse actually gets on one foot. <laughs> it, it just rears up on its cock. <laughs> Jesus. No yes. fair, your dick doesn't have a foot. It's got a horseshoe belt on it, though. Um, <laughs> Lulu is like floating above you guys invisibly at this moment, and uh, one of the red cats goes, Hey, you do, you do, you gotta do. And you see Lulu go, and she descends onto your horse and stands on one foot on your horse. <laughs> Alright, now hop around in a circle. I do this. Yeah. Yeah. They do this to you for like five minutes. Yeah. I'm not going to role play it out with you no, guys. Yeah. But, no. Uh, they basically just act like dickholes. And then eventually they're like, oh, what are you doing out there, you idiots? Come on in. The, the gate's opening. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to murder everybody in this fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, uh, the gate comes up. This gate is made of some sort of dark metal material that you don't immediately recognize. But it looks extraordinarily sturdy. Uh, and it has seams in it where it bends to sort of fold up into the gate, hmm. like the, the part above the gate itself. Um, but you don't see hinges or anything like that. It just seems to fold naturally. It's very strange. Hmm. Um, but as it opens up, you are allowed entry into Fort Knucklebones. Uh, as you get in, you see this is actually a pretty busy place. Okay. Um, there are anywhere between a dozen and two dozen red caps uh, sort of bumbling around. Uh, it looks like doing menial labor, moving shit around, playing pranks on each other, basically just being union workers. <laughs> being pieces of shit, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are a couple of these uh, red cap guys who aren't actually wearing red hats. Uh, they're wearing black hats, and they uh, appear to, like, not have friends. Okay. Uh, usually these red caps travel in little packs, and these guys seem to be ostracized, but they don't seem to be bothered by that. They look a little... 
kooky. Yeah, okay. they're not quite right. Um, and you do see uh, there's some other people coming and going. Uh, it looks like you see uh, uh, one side there is a uh, devil who is sort of pacing back and forth. He's wearing a helm that obscures his whole face except for his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's got two black horns that stick out. You're not sure if it's part of the helmet or if that's just his head. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is just like black smoke pouring out of his mouth and no sound is being emitted from him. Uh, but he appears to be having an argument with one of the red caps. And it's uh, not super heated. It seems like he knows his way around these bay creatures. Uh, but he's certainly incensed. Mm-hmm. Um, and around him are some other minions. Um, it's actually, uh, actually, this is wicked cool, so I'm not going to gloss over this. Uh, he is there traveling with uh, a team of fiendish hobgoblins, and they seem to have uh, a large number of vehicles that are two wheels and narrow. Uh, got a biker gang. He has a biker gang of fiendish hobgoblins. That is pretty cool. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they are Sorry, like, guys, I'm leaving for the other party. <laughs> they're playing knife games. They've got some sort of a game going on where they've got like beer coasters they obviously stole from somewhere that serves alcohol. <laughs> and they're playing some sort of betting game where they're flipping beer coasters over. You're not really sure how it works. This is a Spelljammer crew. <laughs> No doubt. I do love Hobgoblins. Um, and they love you. They do. Uh, I also want a d6 roll from one volunteer. Exactly one volunteer. I'll do it. Two. Two. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. Okay, so uh, looking around, you do see uh, some other hellish denizens walking around, but one such person catches your eye. Uh, it is a creature that has to be about nine foot high. Um, actually, he's much taller than that. We'll call him like 13 or 14 foot high. Um... He is a greenish creature hunched over, uh, sort of like an insectoid posture, but he's humanoid. Uh, but calling him humanoid is being very... Um, Generous. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, he is made of a constituent of parts of creatures. Uh, not all of them you recognize. And there is a large pink fleshy tube that extends out from between his ribs through his exposed belly, uh, all the way up and around and into his face, where his mouth would be. Uh, he's got like two big like googly eyes and they're pointing different directions and as he walks he sort of moans and he sort of hobbles around and does this like weird little awkward dance and behind him there's a train of about six or seven of these red caps and they're behind him going and they're doing the little like weird motion that he's doing behind him and he does not seem to appreciate what they are doing oh my god Take like, my turn of the hands around. Man, I thought Baldur's Gate was weird. Yeah, no shit. What is this? Putting on the rats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just picturing stitches from World of Warcraft. Uh, you're not far off the mark. Although he's uh, he's lean. Oh yeah. Okay. He's not bloated. He is. Uh, he's looks like a muscular creature. Um, and he's not. He, he's humanoid, but he's not human looking at all. Uh, he looks very strange and very fiendish. Any sort of check we could roll on this? Uh, it would be a DC 22 religion check, I guess. Fuck it, I'll give it a shot. No, no. no. Nope. Uh, how close were you guys? I was a 17. Yeah, I think I was a 13. Okay. Uh, Nemea, you know that uh, in the material plane, uh, evil wizards sometimes create golems to serve them, and it's a frequent thing where they make flesh golems to serve them, a la Dr. Frankenstein. Um, you surmise that this creature must be made out of parts that are scavenged from what's native tavernous, so a shit ton of devils. So a devil flesh golem. Yes. Cool. 
and it appears to uh, not be, it's ambulatory, but like only just. He's got a very awkward gait to him. Somebody, somebody rolled real low on that conjuring. <laughs> and like no, no enunciated words come out because he's also got this flesh tube that connects to his oh, mouth. So it's just this like coming out of it. So it's a screaming into an open colon. Yep, pretty much. Uh. That's pretty much exactly what's going on. But when he farts, it's just sound and song. And it's it's actually, it's not the full colon, it's only a semicolon. Nice. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) If the horse kicks you, (laughs) roll initiative. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, as the horse comes in, uh, the red caps kind of follow the horse. They're like, look at that, look at that, look at that. Look at that big metal dick. Look at that thing, he's got a big donger. (laughs) (laughs) I like your horse. (laughs) It says to you. You better hope he does not like you. <laughs> oh, he looks to his friends. I think I like this one. I, I got you something. Come here, come here, come here. What is it? I, got I take like one step forward. He, he holds out his hands like this for you. It's a knife in the kidneys. Yeah, <laughs> there's no knife in his hands, which is the first time you see one of these guys not carrying a knife. It's a gift. You ready? Yeah. And he gives you a severed index finger. Jeez. This is my favorite finger. I will treasure it always. Cool. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Is it a human finger? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Theos. Yeah. This little one just gave me the finger. I'll <laughs> <laughs> give one back. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you like it with your butthole. <laughs> okay. Well, um, doesn't look like there's any kinku here. No, Um, we have not seen any kinku. Not yet. This place is uh, a little bigger than you thought it was. This This place is like Moss Isley for devils. It's a properly sized fort, so you figure uh, if it was at capacity, it probably could service like 200 occupants. (laughs) Yeah, giggle it up. Um, but I can give you sort of the ones... Rune it in, Kaylee. Are we only in, but we're only in one finger. There's like five fingers? You're actually in the palm right now. We're in the palm. Rosie palm. So if you can imagine using my hand as a prop here, uh, you guys are right in the palm, but there's a wall that separates this section. Okay. And that section is, you surmise, somewhere that they do things with vehicles. They must have like a mechanic shop or something like that. So my little friend here that just gave me the finger, um, I will address him and say, we are looking for Kenku, bird people. <laughs> Those idiots. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're looking for them. Where are they? I could tell you. What are you going to give me? I will tell my horse not to fuck you to death. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at his friend, and his friend's like elbowing him, like, call his bluff, call his bluff, and he's like, ah, no, I don't, I don't even want to get fucked to death. Not today. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, no, yes, all right, fine. You want to know where they are? They're probably in the mechanic shop. The mechanic, stupid. The mechanic shop, where is... You know, over there where the vehicles are, you dumb asshole. I look at Zanzer. <laughs> you know, over there. I really it's want a to. <laughs> I really, I really want to kill something right now, so very badly. Yeah. It burns like flames on the side of my face. face. <laughs> I, I go, I go to Dragomir and I put a hand on his shoulder. I'm like, let's find the Kanku, and then if all goes well. We'll murder all of them. <laughs> like, that's the end of the scene as we go walking in the background. You just hear Zachary like, I, I just, I can't, I can't take this place. I can't do it with this place. I just need to hit everything to fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's going down. Sun's <laughs> going down. <laughs> all right, so while you're in the uh, the palm of Fort Knucklebones, uh, you actually, because the courtyard is open, you get a pretty good look at the lay of the land and you can get a feel for what buildings are where. 
Um, this location contains a rampart, the defended rampart. Uh, there's the gatehouse, which you just passed through. Uh, the outer court, which you are currently occupying. Mm -hmm. There are uh, other smaller courtyards in between each of the fingers, uh, which you haven't been to yet. Uh, each of the knuckles has its own gate. Uh, small gate, only large enough for a normal-sized humanoid. Sorry, Dragomir. Um, there's a fastness. Anybody familiar with what that is? I'm using no. old-timey terms. A fastness is uh, a collection of small buildings that are used for the storage of goods, um, basically like where you would keep your uh, rations. Storage wars. Um, sometimes very, very poor people would probably sleep in the fastness and then probably be arrested for oh, it. Oh yeah, storage units. Like real life storage units. Uh, nice. Pretty much, actually, unfortunately. Um, there is the Tinker's Shed, uh, which is a oh, literal shed. Where I need to stop looking. and make a tinker. I'll be right back. Uh, you see one of the big neon sign that says, The Well, and it looks like a hoppin' bar. There is some like pulsating eldritch light from inside, and there's smoke pouring out of it. Guys, I'm. Uh, I, I are just, you like, New York trash? Is it vest come out? <laughs> Henri is there. <laughs> he probably is. Actually, he belongs in hell. Um, I just started walking friends, towards the so bar. One of them is like French hell. No. Uh, there is a sign like written in with bear cheese. Uh, there is a sign written in Infernal that says the arcade, which points to uh, where the merchant stalls are set up. Okay. Uh, and then there is also a hostel, which is a uh, one of the smaller courtyards between the fingers. Where there are no structures set up, but you can pitch a tent in there and they won't evict you. Like literally the hostel from the hostel movies. Mm -hmm. Where do you think you got that finger? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that's the lay of the land. I think we should go right to Kanky Town. Oh, well, no, that bar does. Well, no, we have to go see the Kanky Town. Town. <laughs> so, I will, I will say, okay, so I will say we, we did a whole mess of traveling. How long did the travel take before we arrived? Uh, the better part of the day, you're probably pretty fucking tired. So, I, I think maybe we go to the hostel and set up camp first. Yeah. Maybe take a night, hit the bar, do a little dancing. <laughs> yes. Get some breakfast. Get some breakfast, late breakfast. You know, that continental breakfast that hell is known for. Yes, it's just a bagel and an orange. It's an incontinental breakfast. Oh, <laughs> and so it's a bagel and an orange that makes you shit They your say pants. they have an assortment of cereals. It's, it's just raisin bran. No! Oh, I was going to say that the fuzzy generic Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's coffee in a styrofoam cup, but it's from the, the coffee machine, not the actual... Oh, so you're staying at the Econolodge. Yeah. They, they say they have bacon. Hell. They say you have bacon, but it's Canadian bacon. No. Uh, it's just fucking ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like ham when it's called ham. The na the nomenclature is important to me in my palate. Oh, it's spelled with a G, right? Nomenclature. Take that ham and put it in your bagged milk. First off, put whoa. this in your ham wallet and smoke it. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, so plans to go to the hostel first? That's, yeah. that's what I'm suggesting. I don't know what everybody else is doing. Yeah, let's camp and chat about what, how our next move is. Cool. So, uh, um, the bar and see what's up. Yeah, I think we start camp and then go to the bar. The hostel is, uh, it is it's actually... Vacation, people. Yeah. <laughs> this may be the last vacation we ever take. <laughs> um, you see that this, uh, this train of red caps doing their little dance behind this strange flesh golem creature uh, continues behind you as you advance towards one of the knuckles where the hostel is set up. It's like a condo uh, one. In front of the hostel, um, sort of floating around aimlessly, is uh, a skull... Uh, covered in green eldritch flame. It's cool. Green flame. It's just floating around emitting green flame and it sort of looks at you and turns away. Um, and you hear it come, hmm. Hmm. 
and it just keeps floating around. It's not Morty from uh, Portal. Oh, what was that? Uh, Planescape. Oh, Morte. Yeah. <laughs> was it Planescape or was? It? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was his little skull buddy who was also actually. <coughs> shit. Is um, he um is like is he the guy who collects the money for parking at the hostel or? Uh, you know when you get towards the gates and you try to surmise that he doesn't appear to be giving a shit about who's coming or going. Oh, okay. Uh, he's just he sort of floating free. around like he forgot why he was there, or like he just doesn't quite remember. Like when you forget why you went into a room, he's doing that with the gates of the hostel. He's like, nice. Why did I come here? <laughs> but it's that sort of like weird, guttural, evil, necrotic voice because he doesn't have a windpipe. Very bone clinky. Mm. But he is speaking in common. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, but he sort of floats out of your way. He doesn't seem to give a shit about you guys. And, uh, Pitch the, that the tent. Doors to the hostel are uh, a very large piece of tanned fur, mm-hmm. uh, but the fur has like these wicked black barbs on the end of each of the uh, the, the bits of hair that come off the fur. Um, and it looks like one of those things where you're supposed to push the curtain out of the way, but if you actually touched it with your flesh, it would probably cut you. <laughs> I take the trident that I am not proficient in off my back and just... <laughs> yep, and you can in. pull it open very easily, yep. Uh, and in fact, it's very easy because the barbs grip your trident a little bit. You actually have to rush free. <laughs> Almost like there's some um, decision being made by this tarp to restrain your weapon. Uh, but it does let you... I fucking hate this place. <laughs> ...wrench your trident free. Uh, and the hostel does have several small tents pitched in here, and they look like they are mostly of some sort of reddish, uh, sort of furry material. Um, but there is plenty of open space where you may pitch a tent. Boing. Does it <laughs> rain in Avernus? Like, is there stuff that to, like, <laughs> I do not, like, cover from? You have I, no idea. You've never been here before. I don't find out. Yeah. It's probably just going to be more dirt. Or acid rain. Or acid rain, in which or, case our tent isn't going to do with jack shit. Or, like, corpses from El Torello as they fall on our heads. Actually, that's actually an interesting question. Do we see El Torello above us? Uh, once you're in the fort, you don't, because it's so but far away that the we're walking, yes. I guess? Okay. Yeah. It's basically your only landmark, but you have no idea what it's actually above. Okay. Alright. Does anybody actually travel all the time? Um... Uh... That's a great question. I don't think it does. The engineer does not have a tent. No. I have a backpack, I have a bedroll, but no actual tent. Mm, I guess we're not pitching a fucking tent, then. Uh, there is uh, a shop here in the arcade that would service these sorts of requests. Yeah, it was all the bedrolls and no, no actual tent. I didn't even think of that. I don't know if we have any coin of the realm, though. Yeah. And do you think there's, like, an exchange booth or something? You have a finger. Yeah, I but do the have a finger. exchange is really miserable. It's yeah. bad rates. The economy. Um, you could absolutely just sleep in the courtyard here without needing a tent proper, but you don't know what purpose the tent serves, as uh, as Ingrid pointed out. You don't even know if it rains here. Mm. Okay, can can I take a look around and see if there are other people who are not camping with tents that like seem to like? Everybody here has a tent. Oh, pretty good sign tent. that we probably should just go get a tent. Yeah, yeah. let's go it's get like a... ponchos in Disney World. I'm just imagining like... that like something is going to come from the sky and like pluck us up in the middle of the night like a hawk with a chihuahua. You know, if, if nothing else, I want a structure to put our stuff in. So if we're staying here overnight with red caps right there, they're not running around stealing our shit. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. That's a good point. No, I mean like it's a tent. It's not really a. But it's something. It's some kind of barrier. Yeah. Or, you know, we can defend the opening of a tent. Yeah. You know? yeah I'll cast Cloud of Daggers in front of the opening. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't have any useful spells, but I do have pointy things. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the arcade then. Don't you have them in Sunny Hut? Yeah, I want to play Street Fighter. Oh, I do. Uh, <laughs> do I still have that? I may have gotten rid of that in favor of haste. All right, so you're going to the arcade? Sounds like it, yeah. All right. Uh, no, in fact, you don't see that. You see a couple of market stalls uh, that seem to be occupied by blank-faced devils that uh, you imagine have about as much personality as wet plaster. Mm. Um, they're just kind of standing there, almost motionless, in front of their stalls. Uh, but there is one stall at the far end where you do see um, an imp. Uh, he's sort of flapping his wings, but he's standing on top of a uh, table, sort of rubbing his hands together as he watches you enter. And he beckons you over, and he appears to have like all sorts of closed boxes all over his table. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. New travelers, yes. Always a good sign. Mm. I was hoping you weren't going to do that horrible voice from uh, Phantom Menace with the flying out of the flying <laughs> All right, so you know. Yeah, yeah, that's basically God. what Lulu already is. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> that's how I have been picturing Lulu. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. Um, Somebody buy something from this car. Yeah, uh, we need tent, uh, two, two tents. You're going to need some coins, huh? Sorry, I turned into Wano again. <laughs> You're gonna need some coins. Uh, how, how many coins? For a tent? Uh, two, probably. Two per tent. Um, can you exchange for earthly coin? Or. How much you got? Why? Why not? Uh, ten. Nah, I'm not gonna do business for ten. What will you do business for? Show me what you got. He says, oh, it's so rude. I'm Sarkazia, by the way. Sarkazia. Dragomir. Ingrid. Nubea. Xanzer. You stick your hand out, he goes, <laughs> and he puts his oh. hand up. Oh. Shake hands with a finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fine finger. You yes. get that from uh, Grubba? Yes, it said, he said it was his favorite. Oh, he's, they're all his favorite. But I'll trade for your finger. Finger for two tent? No, finger for a coin. One coin. One coin. I can't buy tent with one coin. You're right. How about finger for one tent? No. What else you got? Do I need all of my fingers? So I do have some gold. Yeah, you need to cast spells. And there's a lot of (laughs) wiggity woo shit that goes on with these. What about my toes? You're... I mean, do two things have... I I don't know. Show them to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, they suck. Throw them back. Um, Too bad Quentin Tarantino's not here. What, uh, what, so what, what could interest you more than a finger? Money. More than a finger. <laughs> okay, I, I pull out 50 gold coins and I go, what can, what can you do for me? I'll give you a coin for 50. A coin for 50 and a coin for the finger? Yeah. So it's 110. So. Cozy. <laughs> I kind of look, I kind of look at him like, 50 of our coins for one of your coins? That doesn't seem very fair. Ah, but you don't have any of these. And he holds up uh, the black coin with the red dot. Yeah, that's, that's soul coins. Soul coins, yeah? Ah, you've been here before? You look uh, the part. Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, d- distant relatives, probably. They might be here. Keep your guard up. <laughs> Wish I knew who I was looking for. <laughs> it's probably better that you don't. I couldn't tell you. 
So I also have I also have fifty gold if uh, if they can get us another coin. Yeah, I'll do two for a hundred. So we're one coin short. We're one coin short. Oh, fuck. And I reach in and I put on another fifty coin and I'm like, okay. Really breaking the bank here. I yeah. like it. Hey, Tiefling got a Tiefling's got to survive, eh? Tiefling's, Tiefling's got a teeth. Tiefling's got a ten. He uh, he opens up a box for you to deposit your coins in. It looks like an empty box. I deposit. The coins go in and they vanish. I put my finger in his box. <laughs> he actually has a different box for the finger. It's actually long and slender. He opens it up and there's some other shit. Like there's a cello bow in there. And... There's, like, like, there's like, instead of a coin slot, there's a finger slot. Yep. Put your finger in there. Careful, it bites. It's like a cigar cutter. Yeah. And he's like, all right. So it's a total of four soul coins. Who's the lucky recipient of these? I guess I will carry tent. Uh, here you go. <laughs> And as you hold them in your hand, you can actually hear them wailing in agony. Oh my god. You're the only ah. one who can hear it. <laughs> uh, I do not like tents. I, I feel no, really bad that we're making Dragomir a paladin <laughs> like deal with all this trauma, but uh, you're also a paladin, so have yeah. all this religious trauma. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I I will grin and bear it. I uh, I overheard you were thinking about getting some drinks. Yeah. How much are those going to set us back? Probably a soul coin. Let's just trade these in for tents and just get them out of our thing and or bring tent to bar and trade tent for drink. <laughs> <laughs> Something I would do. <laughs> um. Oh. I have in my inventory an amulet on a gold chain. That's Theodosius. Yeah, you might not have <laughs> no, 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 no. The the magic device that casts blur. Oh. Ooh. Uh you yeah. give that up. I'd take that. I'll give Is you there, What do I need blur for? I'll give you four. So you stop, so you dying. stop dying. <laughs> I'll give you four for that. That buys us one round of drinks. No, one soul coin. I'll get you drinks all night. Oh. What is this your first time? You know, we could, could say... We just good. bought tent. Of course it's first time. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> well, he's a paladin. Yeah, it's his first time. Stay on the paladin pay and L hey. Hey, what you do in your time is your business. As your coins are good, I don't care. Is there anyone offering job makes all coins so we have some spending cash? Oh, yeah. Where? Oh, the uh, the protector of the fort, Matt Maggie. Now, Meg is here. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe we could trade some information for some soul coins. Maybe. Because we do have some of that. Some of that good, good brain juice. I don't know who. I don't know the dread form of what. <laughs> we still don't really quite know who our friends and our enemies are. We're in hell. It's they're all enemies. All enemies. They're all yeah. enemies. They just taste like different flavors of shit. Oh, yeah, I hope you like that. Your old friend Sarcasmia wouldn't bend you over a table. No, anyway. Big guy, come here. I got some coins for you. <laughs> come, just come bend over this table. Can I put screaming tent down now? My brain is screaming. Yeah, the coins are screaming. Oh, the coins are screaming. Oh, okay. Give, give me the coin. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm screaming. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I put it in my pocket. Uh, and they are shouting indignities about their current situation. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Don't worry. Shh. 
All right. Uh, I have to roll my wealth. Oh, yes. Uh, so, uh, the exchange occurs. So you got four coins from your combination of 150 gold pieces and a finger. Mm. Uh, as well as four more coins for your uh, amulet of blurs. So please yeah. mark that on your sheets. Make sure that whoever is packed the only these coins track yeah. has it. Coins. I'll track the hell coins. Uh, and one of the uh, sort of brainless, emotionless devils uh, will trade you two-tenths of this weird red furry material for a total of four coins. 